Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. For today, we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from March 5th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Harper. Harper and I are coming off a fun weekend at Wildcat Sports with yeah. the BTT Army and lots of guys in attendance. If you missed it, we're sorry, but you're going to have to make it next year because it's going to be another great time. The X-rated shows really are the best. Just some tremendous stuff. I had a great time. Got drunk. Harper gave me a Bud Light after I was drunk. That didn't sit too well in my tummy, but I survived. With oh, that me. being said, with that being said, Doc, how are you? Man, I am blessed and and I am ready to be a motherfucking blessing. How about that? Nice. That sounds like y'all had a great weekend. Y'all were down there partying with the army, partying with Tracy Smothers. Yeah. You punked out and didn't do anything to Shane Douglas. Sounds like a you had a Bud Light. That sounds like a big weekend for you. <laughs> You're probably all tuckered out. Nah, my name's not T-Rex. I wasn't tuckered out. Hey, T-Rex's last day on the shoot job is tomorrow, pal. No, oh, by the time Fuck. this airs, it'll be over. That's right. He'll be gone. We should send him a cake of, of fucking spam. <laughs> Ugh. Doc, do you want to tell the cake story for the T-Rex? No, but what I do want to do is I I feel like I need to say this so that I can get ahead of this. Um, I will not be on next week's show, just so everybody knows in advance. Um, I'm going to be on my my tropical vacation down into – I was supposed to be going to the Dominican Republic, and I know some of you assholes would have liked that. But we switched up. We're going to go to Mexico. You know, I'm I'm how what a deep connection I have with the Mexican people. I'm looking real forward to that. Um, but I'm not going to be here next week. Lance will probably be filling in uh, adequate replacement, I guess. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and uh, just so you know, there's no conspiracy. There's no anything else. I'm going to go drink 32 beers a day down in the Mexican sun. Down I'm not on the seashores of old Mexico. I'm going to walk into the damn jungle and never come back. You're probably going to wake up in your hotel room in a tub of ice with a big scar. Fucking mm-hmm. missing a fucking a liver or something. Man, nobody wants my liver. <laughs> They're in for a surprise, man. They better bring a wheelbarrow <laughs> to get that thing out. It's nice, Doc. You're going on Harper, I, I, to what? with your little kids and you're going to get drunk and pissy drunk. You, you're, you're a hell of a father figure. The you kids know? are going to. Hey, no, no. The you resort are white, has a. Has a you no, are white privilege personified. 
It, they have a daycare at the resort, man. I could just shovel them in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's just drop them off a with bunch a... Of... Yeah, so <laughs> with, with, with fucking Felipe and fucking Rosa. No, nah, man, I'd, I'd drop them about 7,000. <laughs> I'd drop them about, I don't know, 3,000 pesos at the beginning of the week, and they'll teach them. Every, they'll be fucking bilingual by the time they get out of there, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, just drop them with Felipe and Rosa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds great. That's nice, Hopper. It's not a stereotype. Who else will be working there? (laughs) Or Jorge and Jesus. Yeah, you know, or Rosoro or Zorro or somebody. What? I don't know. The freaking Mexican name. He's digging the hole further. No kidding. Harper, how are you doing tonight? I'm going to try to help you here. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Yeah, but uh, that's what we heard, man. Living the dream, right? You know what came out today in 1981? Uh, is this the day Dusty died? That's what all that's, the podcasts are talking about. Uh, Stripes. Stripes, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good movie. I bet Mike's never seen that. You ever seen that, Mike? <laughs> I'm not answering. I plead the fifth. Are you serious? He's never seen Pulp Fiction, so after that, you can just rest assured he's never seen anything. A full metal jacket came out this day in eighty seven. Oh, That's a great movie. You seen that? seen that? Yeah. Well there you go. Have you ever seen Shawshank Redemption, Mike? Yeah, I probably haven't seen um Full Metal Jacket since the eighties though. Jesus Christ. I watched it about three weeks ago. Yeah. That's My, your problem, not mine. That should never movie. be so old. Nah, it doesn't, man. It's awesome. It's nice. Doc, you want to give out some Docaholic spotlights? Man, I do. Uh, I, this may be the uh, pinnacle here. This is the pinnacle. I don't uh, think Harper's aware of this unless he's been on Twitter. This is how it is supposed to be done. So, you know, back in the days when I was trying to get y'all all riled up in the in the army, I was telling y'all, y'all gotta, you gotta do something to get the spotlight. Well... We now have an example of what good looks like out there in the world uh, due to two young, virile, strong docaholics that go by the names Ryan Ashby and Kenny Byersdorf. These two pricks, and I say that in the best way possible, decided to go to the Tacoma Dome last Sunday in Tacoma, Washington, with a BT Northwest chapter of the BTT Army sign, and get that some bitch on TV on the stomping grounds pay per view. Do they still call them pay per views? I don't know what you. I guess, huh? So if you go to the Becky Lynch match when she's coming out in the right corner on the far side, on the hard camera side, there they are. There's a. One of them's got a BTT. One of them's got a 605 Super Podcast. Now, we won't, we'll give them, you know, a little bit of pass there because they did some good work. It should have just been us, but we'll, we'll let that go. <laughs> you just can't give a compliment. Well, but hey, story. man, that, when we talk about doing work for the show, that's the kind of thing we're talking about right motherfucking there. These two guys, these enterprising young men, they are the Arn Anderson. Of the army. You know why? Because Mike told me they've been talking about doing this. And then they went out and did it. And what they did was worth something. Sounds like Arn Anderson to me. So 
again, Ryan Ashby, Kenny, uh, shit, I've already dropped it. I, he, Kenny Byersdorf. Man, why do I want to call him Kenny Stabler? Uh, Kenny Byersdorf. Those two guys right there, Hall of Fame patrons, maybe? I don't know. Mike's just no, they're already, shirt. They're, they're already Hall of Fame patrons. Um, and that's that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that we need to see more of from the army to help this show grow. It's not just for our egos; it's to help the show grow, and that's what we're all trying to do here. No, no, don't be fooled. It's for Doc's ego. No, it's really not. But good job, guys. You are lifetime members of the Docaholics. You're a uh, you're uh, colonels in the BTT Army. We're, I mean, there's only three generals, so we can't do that. But we'll make you a, a what is it? A full bird colonel? Is that what yeah. that is? Yeah. 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 We'll get. We'll let you beat up on some of the buck privates at the next uh, X-rated next year. You can haze <laughs> them. Uh, good stuff, though. Really good job, guys. And uh, that's what we're looking for in the future. So everybody else, there's the gold standard. How about that? I thoroughly agree. And while we're talking about patrons and giving out Dockaholic spotlights to Kenny and Ryan for doing doing some great work. The, the Lord's work, David. really. I mean, <laughs> really not as much the Lord's work as us saving De, uh, DeVries down in Australia, but close. Yeah, I mean, because we brought a man back to life. I mean, that's, so and that's really big. I mean, wow. I don't want to. I don't want to gloss over the fact that we saved a man's life once. Who? Yeah. The dude with the David. heart attack, unconvinced Ray. Oh yeah, that's right. You're welcome. Yeah. You banging dude. a de- deaf girl brought him out of his coma. <laughs> was it that, or was when he talked? To... Yeah, that's what it was because he was talking oh, about his like baby doing it. Well, yeah, close enough. Somebody yeah. has to do it. That deaf Somebody girl's not gonna fuck it. herself. Yeah, got the, got the, that was a funny story, man. Imagine hearing that when I was fucking eighteen years old. <laughs> it's pretty good no matter what age i mean i'm gonna be honest it's worse when you're in your 40s no it's not worse it's just you remember how that went down we were we're in the middle of talking about something serious and all of a sudden he goes no 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 wait something just something just reminded me of something my friend one time he was 25 years my friend one time he was banging a deaf girl. And it was like, hur, 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 hur. Like, Why does that sound damn. like a seal? <laughs> it's messed up, man. That's fucking Go up. ahead, Hopper. There you go. Fuck, you know how they sound. <laughs> stop, but imagine stop. that But imagine that turned up to 11. Like they're wow. hollering. Like a dog that's got his fucking, uh, his, <laughs> his ear stuck in the fucking gate or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh shit! I'm not what sure is wrong that, with that us? All, I don't know that that all computes. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> well, it's, dude, it's, I was talking. Here's, let me tell you. No, no, it's not what's wrong with us. It's what's wrong with these people because we'd be talking like this no matter what. <laughs> these people have chosen to listen to this. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing the blame over to them. <laughs> I, I hope this is okay, what I'm about to say. So, oh, oh. I, But it just hit me when I was thinking that. So, first off, shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, and Mike Childry, some of our biggest patron supporters out there. And the reason I wanted to bring that up here is, one, I like to mention him weekly. But uh, So, Disrespectfully Classy is a, um, he, he's a, he, he's a, um, he's a doctor, right? Oh, well. Is he like and, a doctor? Um, doctor? 
Or like yeah, me. he's a doctor, yeah. doctor, not a fake doctor Aren't like that. Like, no, I'm just playing. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's a yeah, he's a doctor. doctor. So hold on, he said something. He was telling me last week. He had emailed me and he said, "Man, I love the Patreon videos." He's like, "I have them playing in the office sometimes, and the <laughs> nurses walk in and they go, what the shit?'" <laughs> so he's got us turned up, <laughs> like. The Patreon video version where you can watch it and you hear us too. And they walk in like, what in the shit is this? Can you imagine Doc being so high up there on a totem pole that you could have this shit, not only not only the audio, but the video of it blasting in the workplace? How great is that? Yeah, you got some girl in there in her scrubs with her rapidly spreading ass and That's just nice. can't understand why her boyfriends always leave her even though she gives toothy blowjobs and has three kids. That, wow. That's nice. That's nice, Doc. What? All right. What is it that okay, y'all well, always say that she calls her son king or? Yeah. yeah what's that meme? You don't, don't want know. to talk about Doc. I mean, uh... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If your name's Karen and you wear scrubs, you call your boy, your son your man or little man or some shit like that. Yeah, he's my king. Hmm. Well, I gotta say, um, let's talk about some wrestling. Yeah, I gotta mention two things. Quick shout-outs. Michael Hogan, thanks for signing up on Patreon. Enjoy the Patreon content, which there's plenty of. 200-plus episodes at this point. Lots and lots of stuff to watch and listen to. So, again, thank you, Mike, for signing up. And also, someone named QCXC55 signed up on Podbean. Uh, QC, just a quick reminder. Uh, first off, I appreciate you signing up. We certainly appreciate it. Patreon is a lot better if you make the switch there. And the reason being is because you get the video reviews there, which there are tons of those on there. So, if you sign up there, make the move, you can even use that on, if like if you use iTunes, you can put that RSS feed in your iTunes account and you can get it on iTunes and not just the, the Podbean app. Uh, so I wanted to mention that real quick. And if you're not a patron, remember, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT to become one. Now, Doc, let us get started on this week's episode, which, again, we are talking March 5th, 1988, Saturday night on TBS. Uh, the show opens, we get a minute or so of Mike Rotunda versus Barry Windham, and then we head to the studio with Tony David and JR. They mention the Clash of the Champions again coming up at the end of the, of the uh, end of March, March 27th, I believe, and then um, Barry comes out, and they throw us to Barry Windham versus Mike Rotunda so that we can see the end of that. Doc, you got anything from the opening? Well, let me just say this. If you're not a patron, you need to become one, because I am about halfway through the Clash right now. Because uh, we're going to do the Clash on the patron side. And let me tell you, man, it's fun. That Clash show is much better than that Stampede thing we watched a while back. So it's going to be popping in there. You know what I mean? Potna? The is first, that what you people say? Potna? Potna. Yeah, the first, yeah, okay. the first Clash is excellent. Hawk, that, but but other than that, open? I got nothing. Okay. No, you know, they, they had their match and they, were, they I put the coat hanger on them, huh? Yeah, they, tried to, get ready to go they tried to do an abortion to his head. No, come on. Bro. What state were they in? Well, wow. maybe it wasn't. It wasn't rusty enough. Just Jesus okay. Christ. 
<laughs> dip it in Your Tabasco. Looks at Tony Schiavone and David Crockett <laughs> like I'm, I sold I'm these not... country. I sold these country fuckers a bag of dicks and they bought it. Looking at them, no, it's just wrong. Yeah. Dude, in yeah. every I got, fucking week I got when Tweedle the show starts, to my right, I got Tweedledee to my right and Tweedledum to my left, and I'm gonna steal both their jobs. These sorry dumb fucks. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly. That's it. It's a, I cannot watch the opening of this show anymore without thinking that. I do think that his podcasting game is. I'm enjoying the new the new one with Conrad, my buddy. Yeah, he's on. The, it's pretty. It's good, man. Especially like the WCW stuff they talk about. I'm I'm finding it very entertaining. I will say that. That's right, man. Yeah, he's uh, got a he's got a policy about bells. What do you want to explain what you're talking about? The bell policy. <laughs> I don't think people understand what you mean. It was on the dr- Corny's drive-thru not so long yeah. ago. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. It, it, it got me excited. We'll keep going. So they talked to Barry. Um, mm. Doc, do you have anything from what Barry says here? We've never seen Barry so serious. I agree. Harper, you got anything from Barry before they go to the match? He said uh, snatch him at his house. You ever went to that to that uh, Hard Rock Cafe in Dallas? The I have. It, it's got, just like every other Hard Rock Cafe, it's got overpriced shit, and it's a fucking, <laughs> it's no place to find yourself on an evening. But yeah, I've been there a couple of times, and it sucked. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not there anymore, huh? No, it closed down. It was just... God! Uh, Look how loose those fucking ropes are. Boing. Well, that's what I was about to say. The whole damn ring is falling down um, as they go to Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. Uh, Boing. Literally, the ropes are bra- like something came loose because the ropes are loose and there's like a few broken boards or there's broken yeah, beams. That ring is messed up. up. It's to, it's something something is really broken with that ring. Um, and then to the point Doc was making fun of a second ago. They put a coat hanger around Barry's neck, and here's the thing. As a kid, I never would have thought this, but, man, this is attempted murder. Yeah, when you choke someone with a choke hanger? No, just just a little bit. They're just trying to kill him. But anyway, Lex makes the save. Um, That's all I got. Doc, you got anything else from this? Well, Barry has a right to be upset. It's just... What's the wisdom of making him a super sympathetic baby face in March of 1988? Do you really want the answer, or is that just yeah. you being funny? Go ahead. No, I'm asking. I want the answer. No, I'm not going to say anything, because I think it'll spoil things. Right, so where's the long booking here? I think I like, very the idea that, I like the, the the idea of this, but there's not going to be the follow through we need. Right, because I mean, because you know it's going to happen. Right, everybody. Knows. Yeah, the whole fucking world knows. Mike, come on. Yeah, but if he's a sympathetic babyface, doesn't it make the turn more surprising? No, it doesn't. It means that you didn't pay off this ankle. Yeah. Well, well, there's some truth to that too. I'm not disputing that. And I realize that you're calling this playing dumb, but. How much playing is really going on here? Do you always have to be an asshole? Just to you. Okay. Hey, hey, Harper, did you know this? Uh, I'm a little salty with this asshole. 
because he's got a whole other show on on BTT that he's not told us about. What the one that was fucking him and Lance? No, another one. Jesus, right? No, What's this, Michael? Oh, I know what he's talking about. He's about to get mad. <laughs> I don't know why you're gonna get mad. Here comes the promo, Mike. He's about to cut a promo on you, Mike Pru. He's about to cut a promo. I don't on even you. know who take, this is. So how can I cut take, a promo? Take on no you? offense. Take no offense. Take no offense from it. He's just he's about to cut a promo because that's what he does. He's salty, Doc. Um, go ahead. You want to say something? I don't even know can't. what it is. I just know that you have another show about and what, and you didn't clear it with Harper and I. Well, first off, I don't need to clear anything with you. Harper may have may be on to something, but I don't have to clear nothing with you. Mm. <laughs> so what oh. is what is the? Oh. Why don't you tell ever? Why don't you take this opportunity? Well, you're, you're you're being misleading when you say that to Harper. It's not a show that I'm doing. It's an ECW show that I'm not a part of. I don't edit it. All I do is post it. No, you take like their the Brian money. Lash shit. Take their money. Yeah. I'm not going to cut a promo on this guy. I'm going to try to warn him about being in business with you. Boy, you're really stretching take, yourself thin, huh? Yeah. Take whose money? I'm not I'm not I'm not doing anything. This We've a added a show. We're giving more content to our wonderful listeners. It's on ECW early ECW at that, which Ugh. is drizzling shits. Jeez. It is so bad. It is good. Actually, in a way, it's so it's bad. So bad. It's a lot of shit. Bad. It's bad. Um, but Terry Funk is in it. Eddie Gilbert, Jimmy Snuka. Terry has in like that '93, I think, or early '94. Yes. Funk is hilarious. It's right. I'm telling you, man. I actually went and watched a little bit of it, and I was like, "This is some foul shit, man." Funk is so. Fucking so wait cool. a minute, though. Let me ask something. This is the important question, and then I'll let this go. They're doing the review show, right? They're doing a just strictly watch along on it. Oh, well, that's my concept, and so I need to get paid out of that. All right, sure thing. Can we go to the next promo? But seriously, it's on the $5 tier for BTT. It's on Patreon. It's ECW Walkthrough. It's a lot of fun. Mike and JV do well by ECW. It is terrible. ECW, that is. And they make a lot of jokes and have a lot of fun with it. So there you have that. Uh, can we go to Arn Anderson now, Doc? Because you're going to be the main one fussing in about 45 minutes talking about you're tired. Yeah, I'm already starting to get a little. See? Yeah. All the fucking oh, they young. That's going to be contagious. Uh, let's <laughs> book it, bitch. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Arn. I'm, I'm not right drinking here. tonight because I'm saving it for Mexico. So, God almighty. <clears throat> That's nice. Yeah. Let's it, go to Arn and Tully right here. Ladies and gentlemen, the horsemen, the world tag team champions, Aaron Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and their manager, J.J. Dillon. Tully? You know, David, whenever you sit on top, which the horsemen do, you got Ric Flair, and you got Arn and myself, the world's tag team, the consummate tag team. You got people coming after you. You got Luger, Wyndham, you got all kinds of teams that want to be where we are, carrying the gold right there. But you know, right now, defending those belts is the prime thing in our life. But you know, you think about the month of April coming up, and you think about the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup, right, James? It's going to be, what, a million dollars for us? Well, it's correct. There's a situation here, as we've already discussed, where 
you're looking at the top teams, not only in the United States, but from all over the world, invited to the Crockett Cup. And for one team, as Mr. Blanchard has said on several occasions, to win the million dollars, you're going to have to win at least four times. So there's a little bit of skill involved, there's a lot of luck involved, there's a lot of preparation involved. But one thing that you can do to help your situation is to be seated number one. Because often the number one seed will be able to get a buy where might you only have to win three times to get the million dollars. So the first priority right now is to turn back the challenge of Barry Windham and Lex Luger and anybody else that wants to step up. I don't care if it's the Fantastics, I don't care if it's the Powers of Pain, the Road Warriors, or whoever it might be, the Garvins, we're not excluding anybody. We want to remain seated number one and remain champions. All right, how are you going to do that? Because they are so many good teams out there. David Crockett, what we're saying is Wyndham and Luger into people's eyes are the favorites. They're the young team. You like to call them the Twin Towers. That's very, very descriptive, David. The people out there think Wyndham and Luger should win because Luger and Wyndham do what they say. They are a product of the people's emotions. What we are, David Crockett, what we have always been are two individuals that take public opinion and put it where it belongs, in the sewer system. That's why we're wealthy. That's why we're prosperous. That's why we're the champions. So being the horseman, people out of people like to say maybe we're a cult. We have a cult following. We don't need fans because you, Luger, above anybody else know when you suited up for those football games, all the people were to you was a dull roar. When it came game time, they couldn't help you. So if the people want you to win, and your mama and daddy want you to win, then what I think you ought to do, Luger, there's an old saying and wind up either or get off the pot. Because the way you develop credibility in this business is to tell the people you're going to do something. If that's what you want to do, you want to share it with them or make them a part of it. But then you got to go out and do it. We're the horsemen. We're the measuring stick for tag teams. And at the Crockett Cup, we're going to do what we do best. We're going to shine in tag team competition. The world tag team champions, the horsemen. Now let's go to the ring and see one of the... Uh, how how badass do you have to be to have orange glasses and cut a promo like that and just give zero fucks whatsoever? Um, that was the first thing that came to mind. And then Orange told Luger to shit or get off the pot, which that's a beautiful saying. Harper, what did you have from it? I mean, he he, he did kind of repeat the same thing with the uh, uh, public opinion thing, but it's it's still fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up, girl? Because he said, when did he say that? Last week or the week before? Yeah, I think it was last week. And he said yeah. it uh, prior, too. Yeah. But Doc, fuck, what you got? It's, 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 it still fucking works. Man, he, this guy out there talking is the Ryan and Kenny of the wrestling world. He said, you got to say it, then you got to go do it. Just like they did, man. Don't, you know? what i'm talking about he said they're the product of popular opinion <laughs> fuck a bunch of that shit <laughs> i can relate to that um i like how arn is calling luger and Wyndham the young team arn is 29 mm. so i think he's even ballsier to be 29 and trying to pull off those glasses and yeah, i like old man i like Tully, because Tully's like checking in on the Crockett Cup. Like this is the third year they've had it. He's like, so that's a million dollars, right? Like it, like it, it's always been a million dollars, Tully. 
but they got JJ there to, to you know JJ provides all the details. He's the he's the detail guy, so it sets him up well. And Arn, I guess, is going to be uh, just a strong contender for a Rolex with that shit. Agreed. Yeah. So next up is Shane Douglas. He defeats Gene Ligon, and then Shane cuts a promo. He called Magnum. Magnum PI at one point, and then Douglas promotes the live Clash of the Champions coming up. I didn't have anything else from it. Uh, Harper, did you? No. I wonder when he got back in, into the uh, afterwards, when he got in the back, it was like, fuck. I called the fucking Magnum PI. Tom Selleck's well, going to break my arms. Did you watch that when you were a kid, Mike? I did. Did you? Oh yeah, I did. I know Harper did. That was probably his favorite show. Nah. Uh, were you too young? Oh fuck no. no. That was I, don't long know. During... I can't remember any of that shit, man. That was thirty five yeah. years ago. Thirty years ago. Something. I, I you bet know, you that came on in like eighty three. I bet you is when it started. It lasted until like eighty six, eighty seven. You know he was supposed to be Indiana Jones. But he signed the contract with uh, CBS, and uh, he couldn't do it. That guy could have. If if you're if you're out there between the age of thirty seven and forty nine, Tom Selleck could have fucked your mom if he wanted to. Yeah, yeah, that fucking mustache, man. That show was on from nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty eight. Damn, wow. that's a long time. That's like Cheers. He, damn, I thought eighty three. God, I didn't realize it was on that early. There you go, pal. Shit. We don't remember shit lying. about that. Man, we're sitting here running a historical podcast when we don't remember shit about shit that happened back in the day. <laughs> it's but a good thing kidding. we're some fu- it's a good thing we're some funny motherfuckers because we, <laughs> we can't remember a motherfucking detail. And if there but wasn't you know. Wikipedia running out there, we'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not kidding about Magnum though, man. He had that mustache, and I mean he man, made my mother in law and my mother will get together and he comes on selling reverse mortgages and shit. Or Blue Bloods comes on. <laughs> These two old biddies will still get creamy in the jeans, man. Uh, Jesus. Magnum. Right. Creamy in the jeans, huh, Doc? Everybody has problems, man. I hear you. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Everybody's got Gigi. everybody's got somebody out there that did did, you know, knock out still. Yeah. Walk or whatever. Yeah, like like uh, a, like a Mormon Fairchild. Hmm. Mm. She she still looks pretty good, you know. Yeah. Let's go now to JJ and Rick. On that note, Jesus. All right, ladies and gentlemen, remember Sunday the twenty seventh at four o'clock, the Clash of Champions. Rick Flair is already signed the contract to wrestle Sting for the World Heavyweight title. Later on in the program, we're going to have another special bout announced to you. JJ? Yeah, we're cracking a lot of exciting things coming up for the Four Horsemen and the champion, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair himself. I'm talking about Louisville tonight. I'm talking about St. Louis tomorrow. And, of course, all roads will lead to the Greensboro Coliseum live at 4 in the afternoon on the 28th. David Crockett, let's start this thing out the way it should be told. First and foremost, I don't like Louisville 
I am from North Carolina. I don't like Denny Crum. I like Dean Smith. I don't like the Cardinal. I don't like the Cardinals. I like the Tar Heels. So you see right away, when I roll in to Louisville tonight, woo, look at only a Tar Heel can look. You all down there got to learn to live with it because, ha ha, J.R. Reed, no purpose Ellison, you got it? And tomorrow in St. Louis, above, and above all else, Ric Flair and J.J. Dillon will walk that aisle of that arena one more time. The world champion will take St. Louis apart because St. Louis knows better than any city in the world that the National Wrestling Alliance is number one. And along with being number one is the world's heavyweight champion. Now, woo, March 27th. Let's talk business for a minute. This is the super station, the biggest station in the world today. More viewers, huh? more stations, more satellites. It is the premier sports network in the country. Ted Turner, Jimmy Crockett, WTBS. So when I walk out here and sign a contract to defend the world's heavyweight championship. We're not talking Atlanta Braves. We're not talking Atlanta Hawks. We are talking world championship wrestling. The Greensboro Coliseum, March 27th. The premier sporting event of all time in the history of live television. Ted Turner is spending millions of dollars to make this thing blow anything else in the realm of that day completely away. And you know what he did? He said, if I'm putting together the biggest broadcast in the history of my great company, who do I put on the program who also is number one in his field? Me! Woo! The world's champion. You see, Sting, this is it. I'm going to see you five or six more times before the 27th. But keep in mind, if I'm not the champion when I walk that aisle, I will be again for the sixth time. That's Ric Flair. Tim Turner, Jimmy Crockett, Ric Flair. Woo! Right in the middle. And the other one. If you like the NWA, look for Ric Flair and JJ. Woo! Let's go to the ring for the world's television title match. Doc, what do you have? It's too bad that Rick couldn't be the promoter and the booker and the money man, too, because if it was just based on talent, the wrong guy won the wrestling war, man. Jesus. He so, went out there. He went out there and buried WrestleMania four without saying it. Basically, said we're going to spend millions to defeat this bull hokey cartoon bullshit. And when you're ready to go defeat the other team, I'm the guy you need. Let's talk business for a second. 
I, I, would, I would add something, but I can't. Hopper, you? Yeah, it's it's he's. He, it'll be great to have him be be your spokesperson, huh? If you're in a company. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. You just can't let him. You just can't let him handle the money. Right. No, no, you can't. No. You, you but then otherwise. again, but then again, Crockett didn't do that either. So there, you, when's that? You know, who cares? Well, you, you got a good point there. Um, he this put over for... the station, the promotion, the class right. of champions, all in one. Um, that was good, man. The problem with it is, and I've 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 come to this conclusion is that not enough people, more people want a spectacle and a cartoon than want to watch a real wrestling show. Yeah. That shit never computes with me either. I don't understand. That. I don't get it, man. I want to see guys that look tough, talk shit, and beat each other up about it. And you know, hey. if it, and there's one thing that everybody that listens to this show will agree on is what you just said. Every last listener wants Democrats, to Republicans, blacks, right. whites, browns, <laughs> virgins, sex addicts. It don't matter. Alcoholics, drug addicts. Just we all agree that we want to see tough looking guys that look like they might want to jump up in your in your face and whip your ass, talk shit and whoop each other's ass about it. Yes. Amen. I'll take that. It's not that fucking hot. It ain't that fucking hot, guys. We ain't building a rocket. And you Um, know what? And you know what? We've figured out a lot of things. And the course of human human existence on this planet, but we can always find a new way to get hot about something and each other. So there's there's all kinds of storylines that exist. Don't tell me this shit's played out. I don't believe it. I agree. what there's what jealousy doesn't exist anymore. Competition yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Egos don't exist anymore. We can't throw a broad in there or some trophies. Time immemorial, this shit still works. No, let's I throw pan, let's throw fucking pancakes and shuck and jive. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Man, you know that they got to fucking source pancakes in every fucking town now. What kind of beating <laughs> is that? What is uh? What does Latrell think about the new day and the pancakes? Let me ask you that. Oh, he. I don't know what he thinks about the pancakes. He really likes the new day, though. He um, but man, I had ROH on the other night. And he cannot wrap his head around. See, this is the problem, though. In his mind, WWE is wrestling, and everything else is isn't. a fucking imitation, uh, right? And that's the difference. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no. Our, this is actually better. And he's like, this looks stupid. Yeah, whatever, man. That, that brand loyalty is some bullshit from him. That's right. From him at this point. Son, Vince would sell you into white slavery as quickly as he could. Jesus, <laughs> come on. That's nice. What were you about to say, Hopper? What were you about to say, Hopper? That's fucked up. <laughs> what were you about to say before you went? You know Harper Harper would never Harper never get so upset if I said that he Vince would go over to Africa and steal Mike's people, but if I start talking about Latrell getting snatched, all of a sudden he gets upset. Come on, man. Nice, bro. Come on, be a little bit more professional. This is a this is a professional podcast, man. So here's the thing: Rotunda's out there now with Ricky Santana, and I just want to know 
That gimp mask is something, huh? Yeah. I I don't know what the hell that shit is. Well, you never watched, you never saw Pulp Fiction, did you, Mike? I told you I saw it, but like Sullivan, this whole this whole thing goes back to what we keep saying about the Varsity Club. It's just some insane, crazy stuff that makes it work, and it's really dumb if you think about the name of it, Varsity Club. But their personas and what they do makes it just like. Again, this mask he's got on. What the hell? Yeah, why is he? Is there? Did his face get hurt or something? No. All right. But man, I gotta tell you, Rotunda was out there throwing a strong amateur background at the beginning. So I was gonna ask you about this. Not letting this man up to the vertical base. That's some early. Well, look at that mask he's got on. Christ. Yeah, imagine what the fuck him and Nancy had in that closet. Dude, where did he, I, what oh, kind of store, uh, Harper? What kind of store did he buy that in? Oh God, back then, because you see now it's it's okay to go to these to go to <laughs> these little fucking whorehead fucking sex shops and they got the little the like Sex in the City broads buying fucking dildos and shit like it's nothing. But I mean, thirty years ago, you're I only mean, person that, it was him and Rob Halford in a leather right. Exactly. Ugh. Imagine being a one of the, those. The heel guys. wrestler and the gay heavy metal singer were the only two guys in the store. <laughs> Trying on shit. <laughs> this is why. This is why it never works when it's just two of us on here. Because y'all, some bitches are talking about the leather shop and the freak shops, and Doc brings up Rob Halford and and <laughs> hell bent, hell bent for leather. <laughs> Nobody picked up on that, huh? <laughs> this is <laughs> God damn, you ain't lying. <laughs> and then, and then ha- Doc, you missed Harper saying, "What do you think him and Nancy were into you back?" Know, in the I day? didn't miss that. I can't imagine. <laughs> but I just, I tried, to, I tried to honor Nancy's legacy because that poor woman deserved better. She yeah. Sure did. God damn, that was that was so messed up. But I remember you, seeing her in that Smoky Mountain vignette, uh, and I would have fucking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, she had them grapes. When Sullivan was feeding her, when she was feeding uh, Sullivan the grapes, and all you could yeah. do was see her titties. Holy uh, shit! That's all I needed to see. Shit. <sighs> so, Doc, I was gonna ask you about this match because I, if I'm lying, I'm dying. I got interrupted at least sixteen times by my wife while trying to watch. Who this. doesn't? So, I, and I, I when I tell you got interrupted 16 times, I'm not kidding. And here's the thing. This match was a TV title match. So, it went on for the full 10 minutes and then some. Um, 20? Yeah. They it said, was long. Um. Yeah. And I think they did a little playing with the, the time at the end, but not a lot. When they said five minutes, I think they went about four and a half or so. It was... These guys went for a while. It was a good match. I mean, Ricky Santana was all right out there. This was good. Yeah. Yeah. They they did. They really did. They got after it. The crowd was into this. They did a good little mixture. There was there was, you know, pro wrestling per se and then amateur wrestling as well in it, which is you know, you'd expect that from Rotunda, but I thought this that was that, all good. Harper, do you think that this varsity club thing is like the old 1950s secret society fraternity like balls. The skulls? 
balls and shafts, skull, where they're they're supposed to be the pillars of society, but they're really yeah, that, yeah. When they said uh, they claim uh, Bush was one of those guys. Yeah, so they're down there at the bank making deals, but in reality, they're all wearing dresses and strap-ons at the parties. Yeah, with fucking torches and fucking cloaks and shit. Eyes wide shut shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think this varsity club thing is. Yeah, Mike doesn't know what that is. Y'all, y'all, y'all about to get into the Illuminati and shit right now. Not yeah. that far. Rothschild shit. We can't get into that on here. I'm just saying, I'm making a comparison. You know what I'd like to know? I don't know this, so if somebody out there has seen it, you, you, please send me a message about this. I, I, has Kevin Sullivan ever said where where he came up with the whole Varsity Club thing from? I'm sure he has on a shoot interview. Yeah, I, just, I can't be expected to know everything. I agree. That's why I said I didn't ask you. I said I, I'm asking the listeners out there. So I'm, I'm sure someone's going to send me a link. Yeah. I'm, I know he said it. I'm just I'm curious because it, it's uh, when you think about the name, the name doesn't match the actual character is what I'm saying. It's like you think varsity club, you think like fraternity type football players. I mean, God, you know what they remind me of? I what? was watching the other day. They had uh, Revenge of the Nerds was on. I haven't seen that in, you know, God knows how long. And 75 years. Yeah, and the guy that was like the main one with the sleeveless jacket, like what I wear, those nerds, nerds, nerds. This varsity club, this varsity club is looking to flush somebody's head down a toilet. Yes, maybe even more sinister than that. Well, that's just that's just during the daylight hours. So. This match, it ends up going to a time limit draw, and then at the end, the the crap hits the fan when Rotunda and Wyndham start fighting, and then Sullivan and Steiner get involved, and Douglas comes in to make a save, but that doesn't help, and then Wyndham eventually takes control, and we go to commercial. Doc, did you have any other thoughts at that point? I'm interested in where this Wyndham thing is going to go, but I guess I shouldn't be, huh? Probably not. No. You know, fucking hell. So with that Still, said, let's my life. Let's go to Dusty Rhodes, who's gonna come out here and he's cutting a promo. Ladies and gentlemen, what better man to have on the Clash of the Champions right here live, the twenty seventh at four o'clock on the Superstation, than the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and the Road Warriors in a barbed wire match. Now, Dusty understands a special barbed wire. I think in Texas terms, you call it calf killing. Well, the, the term was phrased four-pronged, five-pronged Texas barbed wire killing, calf killing, barbed wire around the ring. On the 27th, 4 o'clock, 4 p.m. live on this national network throughout this world. The National Wrestling Alliance puts its best on the ground. It not only puts its best out on you, TBS brings you its best from the cameraman to the director to the producer to everybody involved on the 27th of March in the Greensboro Coliseum. It's going to get funky because the brothers of the road, the mighty road warriors, Dusty Rhodes, the power of the pain inside a ring surrounded by that calf-killing barbed wire jack. 
They're going to be holes in the souls. You know what I'm talking about? Speaking of souls, Ric Flair, you talk about your $500 pair of shoes. I want a shot right here of custom-made, custom-made. $2,000 boot by Austin Hall Boot Company. You understand what I'm talking about? In El Paso, Texas. Now then, baby doll slander my name. I keep telling Laz Abisco, if he wants the title, he got to come out and beat me for that out of the way now, Michael Tunnel, the Varsity Club. Kevin Silver, I know why you're here. Stop messing around with it. Let's get right to it. And the other thing is, Let's go back sentimentally in time. 12 years ago, me and terrible Ted Turner were walking the streets of Atlanta and he was saying, Big Dust, my golden boy you are. 12 years later, we, we walked the streets the other night and terrible Ted said to Dusty Rhodes, he said, Dream. He said on the 27th of March in the Greensboro Coliseum on my TBS station throughout this country, we gonna get as funky as we ever got. And I said, Terrible Ted, you know I've taught you a lot through the years. And he looked at me and he said, I have wined and dined with kings and queens, dream. And I slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. And now all the other networks have got their pockets out for my change, you know what I mean? Because Teddy's got it all. With the National Rest last, the 27th of March, Surrounded by Bob Wire, the Road Warriors, and Dusty Rose, the American Dream, against the Powers of Pain and Ivan Koloff. If you miss this, I'm going to come in your house, I'm going to come down your chimney at Christmas time, and I'm going to choke every one of your snotty nose kids. Hi, right, ladies and gentlemen. How the hell is that a babyface promo, Doc? L Larry Zabisco is about to, to ask the same question, pal. Y yeah. So hold, real quick, so we'll, I, I'd like to I'd like to let Larry respond to that because I think he was fantastic there. Um, I I agree. Let me play it one more time. I want the want the listeners to hear that last line that Dusty says. If you miss the clash of the champions, listen to what he says. The road warriors and Dusty Rhodes, the American dream against the power of the pain and Ivan Koloff. If you miss this, I'm gonna come in your house. I'm gonna come down your chimney at Christmas time, and I'm gonna choke every one of your snotty nose kids. <laughs> that's something that sounds like something Harper would say. <laughs> Harper, Harper, do you, uh, let's. You, uh, well, let me ask this, Doc. Do you want to wait until we get to Larry's line? Yeah, I do because Larry was Larry okay. was fantastic. Um, man, you think you think Ted Turner's ever uttered the word funky in his life? Probably and, so. Yeah, maybe, and. The problem with them not paying off the Wyndham angle with Varsity Club is then they turn around and talk about this baby doll deal, and they don't pay that off either. And you know, I get cranky when angles don't get paid off. It's it's up there with recaps. <laughs> That's nice. Which, which by the way, I, I watched about an hour and a half of Raw this week, and I swear after every commercial break, they showed a recap of what had just played. <laughs> Man, and I got... was thinking to myself, if Doc's watching this with Latrell right now, we he's didn't having a fit. We didn't, but here's the thing, man. If you're dumb enough to watch it, you're you're dumb enough to need the recap. So there you go. That's nice. They're just children. Children are dumb, Harper. Oh. Um 
so well, let's keep going since you did say let's wait for Zabisco's response. And and I agree, Doc. We need to hear what, Z- what Zabisco says specifically to Dusty's line about Jeez. coming down the chimney Dude, and killing Zabis- people's kids. Man, Dusty was like a pitcher who stayed in a batter too long and hung a pitch. And Zabisco was good enough that he that you don't you hang that out over the plate and and you're tired. I'm gonna I'm gonna yank it. And Zabisco hit a home run. Totally agree. So let's 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 go to that in a second. But first, but how could a, but how s- could they do that when with the, how did the writer know to write all of that? <laughs> well, then you're you're making the point I'm gonna make in a second. But let let's keep going because Sting defeats Chance McQuay quickly, and then they go to Cornette, who's with David Crockett. Corny's first line is gold. Here it is. Jesus Christ! All right, ladies and gentlemen, a man that's gonna be in Louisville tonight to see. His mama, Jim Cornette. And then you're probably going to have to ask your mother about the Fantastics. Oh, right? David, you're bringing that up. First of all, I got some bad news for you. No, don't look at me that way. It's not your age test. I got some bad news for you. Because <laughs> Express aren't here tonight. As you know, they do a lot of charity work. They're out using their own, their own resources. They're opening a halfway house for girls that won't go all the way. But... The fact of the matter is that everybody knows the Midnight Express are still the greatest team of professional wrestling. You throw up the Fantastics at me, you throw out names like the Lightning Express, like that Ricky Santana and this young punk Shane Douglas, all these other teams. What the Fantastics are is the dregs of the bottom of the barrel at the NWA and Jim Crockett have been scraping for a long time now trying to find a team that can handle the Midnight Express when it can't be done. We're going to take the Fantastics, we're going to send them back home with their tails tucked between their legs, just like we have all these other teams that we've outlasted the past three years. There's two important dates, two important events coming up that I'm excited about. Oh yeah, you can boo all you want to, but I'm excited. If I'm excited, everybody should be. One of them is the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament coming up in Greenville, South Carolina and Greensboro, North Carolina on April 22nd and 23rd, right? That's right, Tony. Don't give me no cues. I got a computer brain. Well, let me tell you something. The 22nd and the 23rd is going to mean a million dollars for the Midnight Express, but more than that, Mark March 27th, just like Dusty Rhodes, the heartburn of America, was talking about live right here on this television station. Greensboro, North Carolina, going to have a lot of main event matches, but what's more, they're going to announce the top 10 seedings for the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament to be held in April, and that's what I'm waiting for. My mother's got a party waiting and ready to go, brother. It's sitting on the yard dead ready, just waiting for the Midnight Express to be declared the number one seed. Last year, we got ripped off because you know that your tightwad brother don't want us to have a million dollars, but we are going to be the number one seed this year, or I'll have my mother's attorneys on it. And one more thing. Fantastic Lightning Express, Douglas and Santana, anybody else, don't come into Midnight Express like a cabbage, all head and no rear, or elsewise we'll make a nice side dish of coleslaw. See you later, David. All right, we'll see you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the ring. And Barry Windham going up against Gary Phelps. Well, what can you say about Jim Cornette? Although he is right, the top ten seeds will be announced on March 27th, live right here on Superstation TBS. Those girls are in the top ten seeds uh, as far as the top ten here tonight in this facility. Very yeah. Awesome. Go back to those girls, Mike. Go back to those girls. <laughs> JR is uh, Look at those laying it down. one on the oh, left. It's... She's a thoroughbred, pal. I'm sure Phil Allen would like to get his black hands on that white prize. That's nice, Doc. Yeah, the one, yeah, the one on the left looks like, yeah, you know, 
Get rid of, if you could get rid of that dumbass '80s haircut, the Aquanet special, that chick was. I guarantee you, that chick has an associate's degree from a local uh, community college. And, and she Why she like, dressed like that on a Saturday morning? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And she probably She's works at, at, at a fucking law firm or something. And the other broad is just some fucking broad. Yeah, <laughs> that may be her younger sister, Parker. Yeah, right. She's like a chick from uh the the what the fuck was that movie uh like that Billie show Jean. Give me, I thought you were, oh that's a good one I thought you were gonna say give me a break remember that show yeah remember that Mike <laughs> yes. give me a break you used to jerk off the uh what's her name what wow Del Carter yeah <laughs> I, I can't lie that that's just wrong. That's so dirty. Boy, Damn. That's give me a so break. Me. I sure deserve it. Uh. <laughs> He's singing. Right, uh, Joey Lawrence was on there when, yes. when he was real young. <laughs> Hopper, sing it again. Give me a break. I sure deserve it. Uh, that's fantastic (laughs) oh my god this is the type of stuff classy marky blassie's talking about man and these nurses are walking yeah and get all all your nurses in there together and let's get their pants wet you know jesus christ Oh my God! I bet all of his nurses look just like that without the Aquanet, and he's yeah. fucking. I'll show you. I'll show you three kids how to throw a spiral. Here's here's their here's your yearly performance review. Bend over. It's two in the pink, one in the stink. Come on, man! Wow. What are you listening to? <laughs> two, 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 two in the stink, one in the pink. What the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> we got we got problems, man. I'm telling you. What are you listening my, my, to? My wife most most me, companies man. will give you a three percent raise. We're gonna give you. We have our own three system of threes. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all don't know is Doc sent a meme to Hopper and I in the middle of the show. And it's of a Choco Taco, and it says oh. she wipes back to front and hits you with the old Choco Taco. That's, That's nice. What I got to put that What about the next one? Oh, I, I, it's an old man with with a photo, and he says, I, I ate so much pussy when I was your age, I had to go to the dentist for a haircut. That's nice. That's that, That's fucked up. <laughs> So, this is the type of stuff. So, we cannot be trusted to be up, serious. Speaking of fucked up, you could, what would happen today if somebody walked out on Raw and said, how is your AIDS test? <laughs> Fired. That's hilarious. Fired. It's, um, it's fucking worse back then because like people were like dropping dead like fucking flies for that shit. Magic hadn't, right. magic hadn't cured AIDS yet. Hey, they got Hover- some whole pill that you like you take it if you don't have hiv and it keeps you from getting it oh i need that yeah jesus is is it at the bottom of a cracker jacks box where can i get this shit (laughs) i see it on on some fucking commercial you know you know that we all grew up in an era where you fucked a girl in a way that you shouldn't have and that crossed your mind when you were done oh my god yeah 
Yeah, we because call you, that, we because call you that, had all those fucking commercials. Mike called it every other Friday in the hood, but for, you know, Harper and I, we probably had to deal with that, too. Yeah. Now she hasn't gotten any skinnier in the last six months, so I'm probably going to live. Oh, uh, yeah, that's good. Harper, I can't lie. When, um, when, the, when the Louisiana Boxing and Wrestling Commission first started making us actually do the blood work and stuff. Yeah. Man, I remember the first couple times that I had to go get my blood work. I remember, Please, I remember God, going, I'll do I remember, anything. <laughs> I, I remember going into the doctor and I was like, in the very first time I went to the doctor, I was like, yeah, I need to have a need to have blood work for uh, HIV, hepatitis. And he looks at me and is like, have you been into some strange stuff? And I was like, no, no, no. I need it for the Louisiana Boxing and Wrestling Commission, which then he looked at me even more crazy. He's <laughs> like, you're what? like a complete moron. Right, right, right. He's like, is that it's an excuse? Like a, I mean, like you couldn't come up with something better? Butter in here. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I remember going back like that time and then like the next time and then, you know, I, I'm answering the same question. And then finally, because uh, it's still every six months, right? Yeah. Or is, or did they change it? Six months. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so long story short, yeah, I, I remember going to the, <laughs> the doctor and he's like, what? Anyway, all right, can we keep, can we get the show back on track? Because we're all over the place, Doc. Sure. sure. I'm, getting, right, a little, I'm defeats, getting a little tuckered, so we've been able to step on it here. Barry Wyndham defeats Gary Phelps, and then we go to... Larry Zabisco and Baby. God, we're not even halfway through with this damn episode. Yeah, no, huh? Come on, Mike. Uh, work us through it. No, we're good. We don't we don't have too much. We don't have too much more, believe it or not. Because Lex comes out there and cuts a doozy and a sweaty promo. Uh, it's nothing. But let's go to Larry and, and Baby Doll. Here they are. Larry's great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're waiting right now for Larry Zabisco and Baby Doll. And here she comes. Oh, you want to give us a present? my boots because you know Dustin Rose is out here showing custom made $2,000 boots. Well baby get a shot of these because Dusty, I know you don't have nothing as good as this and you have never had nothing as good as I am. Right Dusty? So Dusty I brought mine out here because you made a little thick out here don't you think Larry? You know what Elsie said? You know what Dusty Rhodes said national TV? He's gonna choke kids. So not only are you what we have on you picture-wise, now you're admitting to being a child beater. So let me tell you, Dave, that fits right in. You know, I look around and all I see is corruption, pollution, immorality, nuclear power, too many people and not enough jobs, fall of the Christian elite. Hey, it doesn't look like the end of the world to me, but just in case these spudheads of this planet seem to mess it up someday, Baby Doll and myself are gonna wind up on that stairway to heaven, Rhodes, and it's gonna be right over you. And you come out here and call our bluff, be cocky. You're not gonna be cocky when you're on the cover of the magazine in a month or two, and you're crying the blues, and you're asking for forgiveness. And you know what? There's not gonna be a television station in this world that's gonna wanna put your image on it, because you're gonna be not only a child beater that you admitted to, they're not going to want you an example for these kids. I'll give you a bright side, though. You and the latest scandal victim, what's his name? They could open a, uh, how about a new magazine and call it uh, Repent House. How's that? that? That's right up your alley, Rhodes. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We know how he can talk. We've heard his mouth. I mean, Doc, go ahead. He ain't lying. My exact, my exact note was, where did he lie? Yeah. I, I mean, this is really good. And he's a baby face. And we were dumb. Mm-hmm. We thought we thought he was a heel. No. He's bringing out all the points. Dusty's he's sleeping nuclear, around with he's people. He's against nuclear power and beating children. I'm I'm probably against a lot of that stuff, too. We need to go back. Because Dusty said he was going to come down the chimney and strangle people's kids. He That's sure did. Not baby face like. I don't know, Harper, what do you have? Yeah, I mean, fuck. I mean, Dusty's going to uh, fucking chuck out some fucking kids. Doesn't that sound right? like fun, Harper? What the fuck? Come on, bro. Look at this Randy Hogan, dude. Holy <laughs> That's shit. That's a disaster. That is a colossal, I mean, it would be like if T-Rex hopped in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, since he's since he's quitting, can you can you send me a picture of him? No, <laughs> no. Oh fuck, Mike, back me up, <laughs> up here. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Damn it! You don't I need feel to see bad, that. Bro. It's the theater of the mind, Harper. <laughs> yeah, it's no. Better, it's better that you don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> You see, the thing is, if you just got a picture of the face, it would be bad. But you really need the full effect of it. And it would have to be in motion to see the waddle. Yeah. Right. I was just, thinking you got to get him slogging across the parking lot. Yeah, just swinging those arms, trying to get the, the motion going. Them little T-Rex <laughs> arms go to flinging, dude. Oh. Mm. Uh, Boy, Jesus. (laughs) What did Doc just send? Oh, no, nothing. All right. Uh, Let's keep moving. Uh, Larry Zabisco does defeat Randy Hogan, and he looks as ridiculous as you would imagine. Spam Slam of the Week goes to Sting. Then we get a Lex Luger promo. Luger talked for a while and then took his shirt off and did some flexing. I don't have anything from it. Uh, Doc, I I guess I'll stop at you. He was pretty sweaty at the end. That was about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, he he, he took off his shirt. I was like, "Damn, look at all that sweat. Look at that." He didn't just worse. wrestle a match. Yeah, he's nervous. This is pretty fascinating that we're still talking about Lex's sweat after during his promos. Uh the Jive Tones then defeat Keith Steinborn and Ryan Wagner. Uh the Jive Tones do cut a promo after and and I don't want to play it, but I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty fascinated by the fact that once again, they're wrestling, and then when they cut to their promo, they make these two brothers put their coats, top hats, bow ties, and cummerbunds on to cut the promo. I mean, come I on. I was—I don't know—I was shocked that they both admitted to having dads. Now, whoa! Oh, have to be I, I mean, what are the odds? Yeah. You know what? Fuck the mic. Uh, then they start talking about making money because that's what their dad told them to do. So we see, so we had some jobonomics. Okay, shut up, Harper. What you about to say? Something smart? Yeah. What are you about to say? Let's hear it. We're gonna get some dancing here. 
I was gonna tell fucking Doc how you told me that uh, Father's Day that's a white people's holiday. <laughs> oh come on! I never said that. Yes, you did. You there said there he goes. There he goes. That ought to be another Jeff. Man, that yeah. is fucking Whatever. wrong, isn't it? Conway looks like he'd bang your gra- a black grandma just the same as a young chick. He don't care. That's nice, Doc. What? It's probably a Sanford that- son or something. <laughs> that is God. Look, Look at this. Yeah, I mean, I could just see it where Vince brought this tape in and showed it to Biggie and New Day and said, this is what we want. <laughs> wow wow <laughs> all right uh let's keep going sullivan uh the varsity club sullivan and steiner out there and they take on alan martin and steve okay Atkinson. i need you to, hold on i need you to hit 6802 all right an hour, let's see. an hour 802 steiner figured that out in in my head steiner right, so this motherfucker I'm at 108. Oh, yeah. This is when he flings him. Dude! Damn. Damn. Dude, he dropped him. him. (laughs) Hopper, give us some commentary on that German. He almost flipped him over. Dude, he lands on his head. Damn. Fuck that. (laughs) Yeah. That guy might be out. Let me. He's fucking checking on. You all right, dog? Let me tell you. Oh, I'm up. And And he powered him over. Yeah, now to his his credit. Now he's gonna pin him. That's yeah. the Ronnie Garvin punch. Well, they needed to get out of there, I would imagine, yeah. after that German. <laughs> and he's checking on him. His partner's checking on him. Hey, you ready, like, buddy? Can you bro, squeeze my hand, little fella? <laughs> oh, little fella, you did great, man. You did great. <laughs> that twenty bucks oh, is gonna be worth shit. it, man. Think about your indie bookings. God, he look at how he landed. Yeah, that's not fun. Go over. Look at that. Look at the. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Go big blue. <laughs> Steiner's top blues. He was lighter than I thought he was. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Varsity Club. They're out here cutting a promo after. I've always thought you're the most intelligent of all the announcers because I heard. Jim Ross, who has to be an idiot, say that he doesn't think Barry Windham's intimidated. Tony Schiavone said he's never heard Barry Windham talk so low. Well, Barry Windham is talking low because of one thing, David Crockett. He's scared of his life. Barry, you say you know where I live? Come on down to my house. The Varsity Club's there. We'll be with the lady of the third eyes, and we'll be feasting and rejoicing. You see, I hear a lot of people out here talking. I hear people, I hate all of them. It don't matter me if they drive these long limousines, fly planes, talking about their boots, another girl showing her boots, $500 shoes. Look what I bought the Varsity Club. Hey, get a good shot. Get what I bought, look what I bought Rotunda. You see this? You see what I bought Rotunda? It don't matter. It don't matter. What matters is this. The Cracker Cup is coming up. There's supposed to be 
10 teams. The big one. Can you count? TBS is having the first ever nationwide. Everybody's turning on the set. They can't miss it. They're sitting down 4 o'clock. They're going to watch the big one. You see. You shut up. I love 24 teams, by the way. <laughs> Not 10, 24. I see. I said you were smart, Mr. Parker. When I get through, there'll only be 10 teams left because extinction, you see. We're going to get them. You see, when you go to the jungle, you don't see no mastodons. You don't see no dodo -do birds because they're all gone. What you're facing is the Varsity Club in extinction. You know something? That Barry Windham comes out here and cries. Well, I don't want to hear it. Because I was getting ready to trash Santana. He interrupted me, and it's all over, Wyndham. I don't want to hear you cry no more. I'm the champion, and you're not. These guys are nuts. Hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next. Say that again. Uh, Doc, your thoughts? I love the line. We'll be feasting and rejoicing. Come on down to my house. Nancy. Um, man, Sullivan's got some stones, man. He starts taking shots at Dusty and Rick and talking about he the boots yeah, and I hate everybody. Shoes. He said that, man. That's greatness. Yeah. And, and Hopper, did you catch Rotunda's shoes? No. What did he look you like? You didn't see? Uh-uh. Were, were they British Knights? Jesus Dude, Christ. Those shoes look like $5 Payless specials. Chuck Taylor's? But, Pro wings, but they were like I'm trying to find it. I don't have the exact timestamp. Anyway, yeah, I don't have the exact timestamp. But um, dude, they would be. They look like you know how you take old shoes and start cutting the grass in them. Yeah, that was that was the shoe. Oh God, that was the shoes. So, all right, uh, Doc. Any other thoughts on the Varsity Club? There, good stuff. Yeah, uh -oh. I thought they shot back at the at the. At the crowd. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> They're fun. Uh, all right. We get the Road Warriors. They're back, and Animal's wearing a hockey mask, and and they get back to their old ways of destroying enhancement talent under a minute. It's pretty good and intense. They beat the shit out of these guys. Doc, anything you got from it? They came out and beat the shit out of these guys. Quickly too. Uh, they acted like they acted like they were double parked and shit. Yeah, they're pissed. <laughs> We've seen this a hundred times, and it never gets old. They just, <laughs> well, you see what he, just pile them all up did, and let me. Pound. Did you see that? Yeah. So animals puts this. This one guy already took the the big move off the top, and then animals got this guy and he presses him, and he just. Dumps him on the other guy's back, and they pin him. Uh, it's old, but it's still great. The Road Warriors win, and I don't have anything else from it. They, uh, Hopper, you got it. You want to say anything else? No, they just fucking destroyed these two guys. I remember back in the day, slam for the top rope and this shit. Yeah, I remember back in the day we would all when we first started doing this. We talked about how in '85, you know, they they'd run out and. The jobbers wouldn't move and just sitting there with their hands on their dicks and don't want to do anything. And they go to destroying them. And Doc's like, dude, you've seen this movie a hundred times. You yeah, think but you still. Would... <laughs> you think you would, um, you know, shit, just guard yourself. 
Uh, they do go to a Road Warriors promo. Doc, do you have anything from it? It's intense, and Animal looks great with this hockey mask. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I didn't have anything from it, but it was good. That is a hell of a visual right there, even without the audio. Look at him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm believing it. What I liked is, um, I you know we'd seen wrestlers with masks before, and I'm thinking of like Lord Humongous, Mid South, and whatnot uh, for us. But so we had seen it before, but uh, you know, Animals got that thing painted, and uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, good stuff, intense. They're promoting the Clash of Champions, and that's what I liked about it. Uh, we go then to the next match. It's Tony Suber who defeats Super Destroyer. Now, Doc, I know the Super Destroyer as Scott Irwin, who was Wild Bill Irwin's brother, when they were uh, the Super Destroyers as a tag team in Dallas in 83 and 84. Uh, this is not Scott Irwin. Um, he's dead by now, isn't he? I don't recall the year he passed, but this guy is pudgy and short. So yeah, yeah. So I would have said I had a different name, but until the short part came out, I don't know so who I'm, that is. Well, I'm not sure I have the right name. I had Jack Victory. Ah, that's not Jack Victory. Okay, Tim Moretti, who is Super Destroyer, March fifth, nineteen eighty eight. See, Jack Victory ends up being one of them. Um, Russian he takes dudes. over. For, he takes over for uh, Johnny Ace. Well, no, and they put him under a mask too, and he becomes the uh, what the fuck was the Russian's name? They, the the Russian does. No, they wear masks. They're a tag team. They wear masks. Yeah, Scott Irwin. Know. Scott Irwin had been dead for six months here. Okay, so yeah, this is. Dude, he was only guy. thirty-five when he died. Damn. Yeah, yeah. What that wasn't pretty, man. Uh, cancer, right? Brain tumor. Yeah, that's what I thought. He he died young, man. It's crazy because you think about it. You see him in eighty three, eighty four, world class, and he's just a few years later he passes away. It's nuts. Harper and I were talking about cancer this weekend. Cancer's a yeah, bruh. Bruh. Fuck. Man, let's just you bring it all about down. That man. scares me. You want to think of something that scares me to death? It's that. Go yeah. to the doctor. Oh yeah, you got six months. Uh, I thought it was. What? I thought it was basic arithmetic, but hell, I can see that too. No, I got a pretty good grasp on two plus two equaling uh, six, so I'm a, I'm good to go. Uh, we'll go to the Wait. next match though, because what? And well, let's. Who won this? Man, that was pretty cool. Well, Tony Suber wins, <laughs> and it made me wonder. Were they trying to make fun of someone? I, I don't know what this was about. I like the fact that it means that anybody could win here. Yeah. I thought we established that when the Mulkies won, though. But you got to remind people, you know? Okay. Fair enough. Tony Super does win, though. And after that, they go to a promo. It is the Powers of Pain and Paul Jones. I would play it, but it's pointless since this feud will die like three little piddly pootages. <laughs> And there's not much to it. I don't know, Doc. You got any thoughts about Powers of Pain? No. No. Yeah, me either. So the next matchup is Ric Flair, Arn, Tully. And they defeat Mike Jackson, Trent Knight, and Rocky King. Flair put the figure four on Trent Knight for the win, which was, uh, you know, we, we got into an argument years ago about 
did Flair ever win with a figure four? Well, there you go. He actually won with a figure four right there. So, um, Doc, any thoughts from the match? He won with the figure four, just like always. Play, play that, though. Keep that going. Play what? I did. It was still shit. Yeah. This part. I'm about to play the, play the promo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Jesus Christ. They're the four horsemen. They're the champions of the world. Papa, pay attention. Close attention. J.J. Yeah. Dillon is their Rick. manager. What, I hear, what is he what doing? What I hear in the back is a very subtle chant. Sting, sting, sting. I think anybody in the right mind would be a little embarrassed at this moment because it's obvious that you just had a demonstration of how the figure four leg lock should be properly applied by the man that's the true master of it, the world heavyweight champion himself. And I'd put any sum of money on the line to say that once that figure four leg lock is locked in on anybody including this loudmouth sting you don't get out of it the match is over now oh, what do we have here champ Hopper. <laughs> what i got here is dusty Rhodes. right there this is dusty Rhodes, number one deal tell him one time sweetheart tell him Bye -bye. what to <laughs> David Crockett is fucked up. All right, so let me let me let me prepare y'all. They try to bleep it out, but it actually bleeds through if you turn your volume up all the way. And what Rick says, what I got here is Dusty Rhodes' kayfabe girlfriend, and you can read his lips. If you're watching on our Patreon video at tinyurl.com slash BTT. If you're not a patron, become one because it's a great service and you get a lot of extra content. But that's what he says. This is Dusty Rhodes' kayfabe girlfriend. Harper, uh, Doc, watch it again. Once that figure four leg lock is locked in on anybody, including this loudmouth sting, you don't get out of it. The match is over now. Oh, what do we have here, champ? <laughs> what I got here is Dusty Rhodes. Right there. Oh, yeah. This is Dusty Rhodes, number one deal. Look Tell him one time, sweetheart. Tell him one time. see it. He's pulling the. He's making the emergency break. Yeah. All right, now I'm gonna turn it down, and I want y'all to pay attention to Arn and Tully when he brings this broad out. <laughs> All right, now look at Arn and Tully's faces. Look at Tully. He can't hold it in. He's fucking laughing. <laughs> this is some foul shit. <laughs> she looks like the mom from Good Tops, pal. That's nice. What's damn, wrong with that? Damn, damn, <laughs> People can look like people, Harper. It's not racist. This is dirty. And you it, was, it was. It was. George Servant. <laughs> this was not on the up and up because I, I, seriously, did he catch hell for the terminology too? Yeah, for real. <laughs> they bleeped it out because it wasn't like he said anything dirty. It wasn't like he said this is Dusty Rhodes's bitch, y'all. He just said this is his kayfabe girlfriend, and that's what they tried to bleep out. So probably. So he's already been in trouble for. Making himself bleed. And you know they're in there saying, man, we're trying to sell this fucking company. What is your problem? I think, I've, I remember Cornette talking about the last year of Jim Crocker Promotions. on uh, He did a full episode on it. And I want to say, yeah. he did say, 
that Dusty and Rick were, were having problems during this time. And there was a lot of damage control done often with the Crockett's and Rick and Dusty because of, you know, stuff like this. And, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, Dusty's got to be in the back like, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing out here with this bro? What is, what is this shit about? He's going to bring this girl out and going to yell about, he, I, I don't find this shit funny one for one second. Gonna talk about Kefi. Why? Why does he what sound the... like uh, Mike Tyson? <laughs> why does your Dusty sound like Mike Tyson? I don't know, man. I'm hiding in six sun, baby. What the hell is this? Where he grabbed <laughs> up from? I mean, this is foul, man. Rick... Yeah, it's Rick pretty. Went and grabbed. Yeah, yeah, make fun of that that poor woman. Yeah, man, and she's out there. She don't know what's going on. Right, right. Just pay. Okay, wa watch when it's they almost look like at Carrie. Like right. movie Carrie. She's the butt of the joke, but she don't know it. Harper, <laughs> hey. I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> Look at this woman. She don't she's laughing she's and happy playing. To be on TV, man. Mm -hmm. And they're making her, fun of this. This is the same thing for her as if she got called down on the prices right. That's nice. Okay, one one more thing. Listen to Rick, and, and this will be the last thing. He tries to get her to talk on the mic. Listen to Rick at the end of it. That's not Let's a good listen. idea either. No, that's what I'm saying. That's when David Crockett's like, well, uh, no, no, we got to go. L listen to the very end of it. <laughs> I'm here, Chad. <laughs> what I got here is Dusty Rhodes. Right in. This is Dusty Rhodes, number one deal. Tell him one time, sweetheart. Tell See, he's trying to tell Crockett. Yeah, Tell him one time, sweetheart. Tell him one time, sweetheart. And you can see Crockett right there where I froze it. He's like, no, nah, yeah. no, nah, we're getting out of here. Like, I'm not putting music. this mic in this woman's face. Yeah. Because she's level to say something like, I sucked his dick. Yeah. I sucked his dick at the, at the Best Western last night. <laughs> Y'all some filthy bastards. I'm just saying. <laughs> Are you just That's... now coming to this conclusion? <laughs> That's nice. That's real nice. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Doc, you want to give out your Rolex so we can get out of here? I think I've got a, a three-way tie for the Rolex tonight. It's going to be Kenny, Ryan, and Rick all sharing it. So they're going to have to work out a timeshare on this thing. But... Kenny and Ryan have really found a sweet spot in my heart. But and then Rick going off script. This is what Rick Rick is proving now why writers for wrestling might not be the worst idea in the world. So I love it. So those <laughs> those are my Rolexes. Ah, uh, that's a, that's unique. Harper, who are you giving your Rolex to? I guess Congrats I to, to Ryan and Kenny. To uh, just, uh Arn Anderson. Man, I thought about Zabisco though. Oh yeah, the guy. That's true, huh? I, I I'm actually gonna go Larry Zabisco. Yeah, forgot I, about I, that. Yeah, I gotta I gotta give it to Zabisco, man. He 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 basically listened to what Dusty said and then said, "All right, I'm I got a great response since you want to murder children." And he went out there and said it. Uh, so I'm gonna give it to him. So, uh, Doc, before you give you a rating, I want to remind everyone, please use the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash btt Amazon. It's a great way to support this show. 
Uh, without spending anything extra, if you're already shopping on Amazon, you can pick up anything and everything there, including Bobby Blaze's book, Pin Me, Pay Me. So please use it. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon and give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it because we know women love shopping each and every time they use Amazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Uh, Doc, what are you rating this thing? Man, I thought this was a really fun episode. I thought there was a lot of good stuff going on. I thought the in-ring was interesting. I thought the promos were good. We're going to overlook the fact that some angles don't get paid off. And I'm going to say this is an A. Yeah, it's an A. I tend to agree. I think we're going to go in A as well. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Uh, like you said. Man, you know, time. here's the thing. There were some times in the in the 87 where we were like, man, what's going on here? And we gave them some low Bs and Cs. This has been, I mean, say what you will about 1988 or whatever. This has been a consistently good product the last few weeks. I think we should uh, point that out. Let's also point out. That even when we give it B pluses, if you were to grade it against today's curve, it oh, would be today an A plus every a, week. Today gets a, a a K. Yeah. This would be an A plus every week if you grade it on today's product, is what yes. I'm saying. But so yeah, good stuff overall though. And before we get out of here, I want to remind everyone to check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Ryan Merlonis and Mike Crockett every single Monday. Just search WPAN wherever you get your podcast or wrestling podcast about nothing. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. They do their show every single Monday as well. The Northern version of BTT. Definitely classier, slightly more professional, but fun nonetheless. Give those shows a listen. They support us. Please support them. And Hopper, unless you got something else Wildcat related to discuss, whether it be uh, future shows or anything, I think we're almost going to get out of here. Go join the Facebook group, search Book in the Territory of the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Go buy Hopper's t shirts on our Pro Wrestling T store. Just uh, click the link at facebook.com slash Book in the Territory. Click the Shop Now link. Or look in the show description of this episode. There's all the links there to Pro Wrestling T store, the Facebook group and patreon and amazon in case you missed anything so uh doc you got anything else man i'm talking pal i am too so i think we're gonna get out of here uh hopper hit the tagline take us home fuck it bitch
Before we get out of here, I want to give a shout out to all of our great patrons out there. Thank you for your support. Your support really does mean a lot to what the three of us do. Uh, I should say four with Lance uh, every single week on this show uh, with the world class shows, Smoky Mountain shows, NWA shows and our new show, the ECW bottom line cast at five dollar tier as well. But we appreciate your support and your patronage. So if you're a patron, thank you so much. And if you're not a patron, become one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT and support us. And um, also, uh, if you're a patron or not, use the Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Bookmark that and please give that link to your family members and everyone that you know and tell them to use it because it is a great way to support what we do. I want to also thank the Hall of Fame patrons out there. So Rocky Suazo, who is a longtime Patreon or longtime listener, and now uh, jumped up and he is a BTT Hall of Fame listener. Thank you, Rocky. I know you're out there. You've been listening for a long time, man. Thanks for bumping up. And um, well, thanks for, for becoming a uh, Hall of Fame Patreon member. We appreciate it. Christopher Champer, Will Hartke, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunifen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at G.A. Russell Nutt, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. Half Pints Point, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Moretti, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pagem, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, J. Shiny 21, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Colmini22, Marty Howell, T Hog94, and at Godbold Unreal on Twitter. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. Definitely appreciate that. Your patronage is of great help. And remember, if you have hit your either seventh month at that patron level or one year, a two year anniversary, etc., at that patron level, please let me know because I owe you a shirt. If I haven't already got you your shirt or your Pro Wrestling Tees gift card, let me know and I will get it sent out. Um, also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and Mike does the ECW live cast as well, the Extreme live cast on the Patreon feed. But check out his Bottom Line cast with JV. It's a podcast series where they break down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin and month by month on a weekly basis. New episodes come out every single Monday morning, available wherever you get your podcast from, like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, etc. And also follow Mike and JV at Bottom Line Cast on Twitter. Uh, that is the show's official Twitter feed. But again, also I said they're doing the ECW Livecast 2, the Extreme Livecast. It's a watch-along series. Every two weeks, they do two episodes on our $5 tier. So that's a, another great benefit to being a $5 Patreon member is you're going to get the ECW shows now too. That's all I have. Thank you everyone for being patrons. We appreciate it. Hall of Fame patrons, we appreciate it. Thank you for all of your support. Have a great day and until next week on the Smoky Mountain Show or the NWA Show, book it bitch.